business growth expert and entrepreneur Shankar Ponsalit. With over 10 years of experience in the industry, Shankar is taking his own business to the impressive $1 million mark by leveraging the power of AI. As the host of the Shankar Ponsalit podcast, Shankar shares his wealth of knowledge and expertise in utilizing AI for business success. He offers tips, tricks, and strategies that help entrepreneurs and business owners stay ahead of the curve and achieve their goals. Join us now at dailycontent.ai. Please give a warm welcome to Shankar Ponsalit. Ah, thank you, everyone. I will never stop enjoying this feature with the applause. Andrea here with me on the stage, my partner in life and business. Andrea and I, we co-lead a healthcare public relations agency. Actually, we started as an agency that was kind of a jack-of-all-trades, doing work for almost everyone. And then slowly but surely, we went to finding our niche, or I, I should say the niche found us. And then also, as we focused more on scaling and optimizing our revenue, we clearly narrowed down our services as well. So we like to think of ourselves as primarily being operational in public relations. That is what we do in our agency that we co-run. We also have a beautiful partnership with Shanae Moray in Growth Academy, where we teach people how to leverage this beautiful platform as well. Andrea, did I forget anything? You captured everything. All right. So today, first of all, I love talking business. I just can't get enough of that. So if you are like that, give me a thumbs up. You just always like to talk business. You're even sometimes when you are with friends and with acquaintances, people tell you, you know, do you also have a life outside of business? You know, that's the kind of person that I am. <laughs> and, you know, I'm proud of it because I, I think that what works for me is there is no life work balance. There's just life. And that's what, what works for me. Now, as you can tell, the topic of this event here, welcome, Sinead, you are always by default a speaker. So don't ever think you oh, can... Really? Yeah. You don't ever think you can sneak in and not be on stage, Sinead. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I just guess Anya had an amazing... We had a great meeting and... Uh, uh, I'm about to eat my barbecue. Okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. Well, uh, just enjoy your barbecue. And yes, Andrea? I was just going to say, if you like barbecue too, give us a thumbs up. Of course, our barbecue would be vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a thumbs up if you like barbecue. And uh, there we go. I'm going to give it for the mushroom barbecue because I like that a lot. Okay, so Sinead just hanging out with us. Definitely give her a follow as well. Now, as you can see, the topic of the room is profiting through prudence, the art of spending less in business. And let me be very clear here. 
I am not talking about you not investing in your business. That's what I am not, that's not what I'm talking about. Because we all know in order to make money, you need to spend money. And if you ha are in any type of business, you will actually see that as your revenue increases, as your income increases, your expenses increase as well. Uh, give me a thumbs up if you are noticing that in your business. And if I don't see a thumbs up, it either means that you're not paying attention or you don't have a business, which that is okay. You can stay here with us. But yeah, no, you have to invest in your business in order to make money. And the more money you make, the more your expense column will climb as well. And um, there are a few things, again, that is normal. That's I'm not talking about, you know, try to avoid cost at at all uh, i mean at any uh, what's the word Andrea, i'm trying to try to avoid any cost uh, so that's not what i'm what i'm talking about but if we what i'm talking about is as your business grows and as you get busier interestingly enough there are two things that happen number one is there are a lot of small tools and small services and mini micro expenses that have occurred over the years that you just kind of almost keep forgetting about. Um, let's see what kind of examples I have. And you can tell me later if you can relate to that. Domain names that I clearly don't need anymore that are set on auto renew okay i feel personally attacked <laughs> no no because there's a difference between domain names that you don't need anymore and domain names that have value because it's just a very smart domain name to have so there, that's an investment it's like investing into real estate and you think at some point in the future someone will buy or rent that piece of land from you so but, you know, we all started out with domain names that we clearly don't need anymore. Um, number one. Number two is apps that cost under five or six bucks per month that we thought we were going to use and that we never started using. Now I, I feel attacked. <laughs> I have probably uh, 10 to 15 apps like that very often apps that do things that uh, now as the tools that I'm using progress just have become, Sinead likes to talk about that, you know, very often a, a tech company focuses on something and then a giant just makes that a, um, a feature and then you're kind, you're kind of out of business. Like if you have always used a certain app to make your captions and all of uh, in your videos, for example, and then all of a sudden someone like YouTube gives a tool for free, then that, that app is obsolete, right? So that kind of apps, I have plenty of those as well. Uh, then uh, next is tools that are 
a little bit more expensive that you wish, you know, you have your inner child wanting to use that because you just enjoy the tool a lot. And, you know, <laughs> you just never get to it. And at some point you have to give up the idea that you're going to use it, right? I have one such app that I hold on to very dearly. It costs me over 200 bucks a month. And what it does is it helps me animate logos. It helps me animate any type of objects. You know, there's like this inner child in me that thinks, oh, one day I'm going to be this, I'm going to tap into my animator skills and I can make my videos super fancy and, you know, all of that. And it's just never happening. But I've been paying, you know, 200 bucks a month over the past two years for something that's never happening. So that's that's that. So all of all those kind of apps. Okay, give me give me a, a thumbs up here if any of I, of I, what I mentioned you can relate to it in some form or fashion. Even if you don't have a business uh, in your personal life, I can guarantee you you have a streaming service. You have some kind of app that you're still paying for and, you know, it's not necessary anymore. And as your business grows, uh, we, all, we just have perfect people here in the audience. Nobody. C all right. You're, you're, you're great. I'm going to hire you as my financial advisors, all of you. But um, for, for me, you know, as my business grows, um, that kind of those kind of things, the, these forgotten tools and apps grow as well. Um, so that then takes me to to the second part, and that is a way more important uh, topic that uh, can be very impactful. And that is, um, so as you grow and as you go on your business journey, you will find tools left and right that are very helpful and that you, you use. But then uh, as you move forward, you, you find there's very often chances and opportunities to aggregate services into uh, platforms or tools that do all the things in one place that you still use 10 different tools for it, okay? So if, if I want to talk a little bit in, in, uh, in metaphors here, you know, you have... You have 10 knives that you keep using, whereas there's this one Swiss army knife and you could just use the Swiss army knife and that replaces all those 10 knives, right? But there is this inner reluctance to use the Swiss army knife because you just love the, the individual knives or you it's, it's a force of habit, right? And that is a field in business... Um, which is which touches upon change management and also there's this aversity towards change any change hurts and if it's actually a a principle in business if you want to retain customers for your service or your product just make it very painful to move away from it right uh, to give you an example of what that is bookkeeping softwares for example Right. I know so many people who would kind of like to go away from their QuickBooks version, the desktop. They want to go into the online version or they found a way more affordable service that has features, but th that they like. 
but oh my gosh, to separate yourself from your bookkeeping service is just so painful that they'll just never do it. Now, um, in in recent, to give you an example, um, everyone here on on stage is very active in in being visible online, uh, capturing people's attention, collecting emails and names, collecting phone numbers, and reaching out to people. So all of these things require lots of different tools, the different knives, right? You have a calendar app very often, Calendly. You have a landing page software very often, uh, you know, I don't know, lead pages is one. Um, you have a CRM, there's Keep out there, there is Salesforce, there are, there's HubSpot. Um, you have a texting software, you have a mass emailing software. A lot of people use MailChimp and Constant Contact. And that is, that, that is for example, one uh, array of features and functionalities where I have found recently that there, is, there are lots of Swiss Army Knife softwares available that do all of those things in one place. And... Um, I'm actually, uh, I, the call, you know, there's like the Calendly, the landing page, the CRM, the texting, the organizing, and the mass emailing. I have a software, which I call the Shank CRM, that um, does all of that for $97 a month. I'm actually not quite ready to sell it to the masses yet. Uh, I haven't set up the fine processes yet, but if you insist, you can message me if you're interested about it. But the fact is, is that I have first implemented that into my own agency. And look, just by being willing to use a Swiss army knife versus the individual knives, now all of a sudden I have saved three, four Actually, yeah, close to $400 a month, you know, and that is that is definitely money that is not negligible because with that money, you can do a lot. You can you can maybe hire some some part time help or you can uh, invest into uh, the development of your business, whatever you would like to do with the money. That's fine. Um, there was another. So. Uh, and then I want to get briefly into the idea of another pitfall that we have when we talk about um, being prudent in spending money is the following. So a lot of us, I know, let's take a very simple example just for illustration purposes. Uh, let's say your overhead, your cost of living is $2,000 a month. Who knows? Maybe you have a thousand dollar rent to pay, uh, five hundred dollars on food and five hundred dollars on necessities. Okay, I'm just making that up. All right. So in theory, then we have to earn two thousand dollars and then we're fine, right? Now let's say you do something that um, uh, let's uh, let me come up with something. Let's say you optimize people's resumes okay and you you offer that service at five hundred dollars per uh per case per per client and that is really like you do an interview you optimize the resume you know what you're doing okay five hundred dollars per client so that would mean that we need uh in theory what only four clients per month 
to cover those expenses. Only four clients per month. And if you do an extra, if you do a fifth client, you are already making money. You're, 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 you're profiting already. Okay, And you know that going through the whole process of doing one resume optimiz optimization takes you half a day. All right, so that means that in theory, you can work three days out of the month and you're making money. And you can spend all the rest of the time doing, you know, eating barbecue like Shanae, or you can't just focus on, on finding even better clients, you know, on working on your marketing. Now, here's where, where, of course, real life kicks in all of a sudden. Um, and that is that is a, a part I want to talk about here. That's my other point, I guess. We, we make these unnecessary expenses sometimes by being, uh, and everybody is, is guilty of that, including myself. This is a theoretical conversation, but what I want for you is to take away uh, just a few things and maybe make a few adjustments in your spending habit, habits. If, if I achieve that, I'm already happy. Okay, so what we do is we overinvest in our business uh, because we like gadgets. You know, men are very prone to that. I need to have the new laptop. I need to have the latest camera. I need to have the best microphone. Uh, you know, I need to have another camera. And all of a sudden, if you are in my case, you have 10 cameras, even though you can only use one, you know. So what happens then with that is your theoretical $2,000 that you need to cover your expenses are not $2,000 anymore. Each time you add an expense to it, you know, that, that uh, amount climbs as well. And now we're getting into that cycle where we need to sell more and more of our services. So um, now then the takeaway of this would be that we, I would urge you to be prudent in your spending, especially in the early days of your, of your business, the first two to three years where it is not clear to you at the, in the middle of the month whether you will actually make money or lose money. And I can tell you, uh, the moment will come in your business where every month is a profitable month. That moment will come. But, and it will come faster for some of you and slower for others. For me, it took probably uh, maybe four years into my business you know, where I knew, okay, no matter what happens, I have a baseline where I make money and I have a certain amount of money that can be allocated towards cameras and technology uh, or you know Shanae is at a place right now where she can eat all the barbecue she wants even if even she could make it at home you know stuff like that <laughs> so all right so I think I think you get the idea and really the takeaway is um, you can give yourself Damn, you hate my barbecue <laughs> What? Yeah, I've been spending more time thinking about not thinking about the barbecue <laughs> than I thought I would. No, I mean, it's just, it's just good. You know, I heard, you know, in public speaking, you should always include every 
every five, six minutes include something that has some levity so that people wake up and listen again. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I don't know if I do it very eloquently, but I know for sure that Shanae will will pay that back to me at a very opportune occasion. Um, now, now I think, this, I mean, this, these are kind of my thoughts for the day. 20 minutes, okay, I went for 20 minutes. Most of you have stayed, which is kind of a good sign. And I'm ready for, you know, opening up the floor to more, uh, to more opinions and questions and comments. Uh, really, if, if you want to say something, raise your little virtual hand and bring you up on stage. And uh, we, you can uh, kind of tell me what you think about this. And of course, my dear co-speakers on stage, if you have more ideas, uh, more than welcome to, that, to hear that as well. Even if it is on a more serious note, of course. <laughs> or less. Well... I don't know, I don't want to be a contrarian here, but I think what is most important for me is making sure I use what I have in any capacity. So if that means, okay, I've got X amount of cameras, I'm going to have some downstairs and some upstairs, but they're going to be used. Or if I have one in another office, it's going to be used. Like setting up stations for me seems to help with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how you would organize that necessarily with apps on your computer or your phone because um, I still have some things where it's like it's cheaper to keep it on there than to go log in and jump through the hurdles of like unsubscribing than to keep <laughs> it there. So that, that that's kind of a problem. I generally try to and usually I'm caught when it's like the free trials, you know, the free trials, like yeah. just seven days, just 30 days, which you hate me signing up for and I do it every single time but <laughs> I'm like I'm going to use this I know I'm going to use it but then even if it's just okay just one time a week we'll pay for this weekly monthly uh, app that I have or whatever I yeah. find that to be um good I suppose but I don't know how you feel about that but if there is a certain amount of time that elapses and it's just useless and it doesn't make sense to can to hold on to yeah, I mean, uh, from what I hear, there's a very important business lesson to also be learned from what you shared, and that is make it somewhat difficult to separate from the product and service, you know, uh, because the companies know out there that there's lots of Andreas who are going to go into the free trial and that's, you know, you have to connect your credit card and then they're just never going to send that email or go through that very clunky uh, chat support uh, to to discontinue the service. So, I mean, that's definitely a strategy. And it wasn't that recently in the news too with Amazon Prime that they make you sign up uh, <laughs> almost, almost unknowingly and then it's just super complicated to cancel that again. I would believe that. Yeah. I would absolutely believe that. All right. Um, no, again, I, I, I hope this conversation has just given you uh, some ideas. Um, again, I don't care at what stage of your business or even in, of leading your household you are in, to be quite frank. Um, I, I think there's that just, just something you can do to give yourself a little bit of breathing space 
um, or to just use the money differently. I mean, even if you don't need the breathing space, you know, there's always a way to reallocate the money in more efficient ways. And don't forget, at the end of the day, this is actually very important. As business owners, we're always so focused on creating the revenue, on growing the revenue, and, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, you as business owners or you as individuals, as employees, you are looking towards building uh, assets up in your life, right? Because at some point, at some point in your life, you want to go a little bit slower and, you know, you're looking towards retirement or whatever that means, walking slower and you want to have built up assets. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other uh, set of discussions, you know, how, wh- how you build up your assets. And um, anyway, for me, that is uh, following the principles of what Robert Kiyosaki teaches in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and just understanding that in life you can spend, uh, you can, uh, spend your money on assets or liabilities. Always, 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 you know. And don't let's not forget that it's very important to... Uh, as we are active in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, we need to also think about those assets and invest into those. And um, $500 a month, for example, can go a very, very long way um, if you invest those versus just spending them on apps or services you don't necessarily need or that could be fine-tuned and aggregated. Oh, Alison, I think that's the first thumbs up from the audience so <laughs> far. Thank you so much, Alison. That really means a lot to me. Let me uh, let me look at your... Yeah, so you are I had from, a question. All right, Andrea. But go ahead, I'm no, sorry. I'm just uh, giving a shout out to Alison from Kingston, Jamaica. So, Andrea, um, that's definitely someone to connect with. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> I I just had a question about what is that time period that you use? Like, how much time has to elapse before you're like, nope, not gonna, I'm gonna cancel this. Oh, that's a very individual uh, question in a way. How much? Yeah, I'm time? asking you individually. Like, what is oh. your behavior? Like, how okay. how long do you okay. decide before well, you're like, this is useless? I'm getting rid of it. Yeah. I'm getting my money back. I mean, what? I mean, honestly, if you haven't touched something in six months, are you ever gonna touch it? You know, it, it's kind of the conversation of the clothes in the closet, right, Andrea? I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. No, I mean. Uh, again, I'm not perfect in this either. Frankar's <laughs> trying to start wars today. Uh, no, he's really going in. Yeah, <laughs> barbecue, clothes in the closet. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just you know the Friday afternoon chat needs to be a little bit more on, on the funnier side. So that's kind of my version. Well, of it. then I, I would. I'm going to mention that to you as I compile all of your clothes that are taking up space and how that works the other way around too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm certainly not perfect in it either. But again, to be a, if you want me to answer in a more serious fashion, I mean, I don't know, half a year is really, you're being very generous with yourself at that point, I think. Shanae, how about you? How much time do you... Let elapse before you decide, all right, this is not being used. It's going away. 
I'm not paying for this anymore. Uh, if I remember fast, <laughs> it, it's just a matter of like, you know, sometimes you just forget because it's so, um, I don't want to say useless, but bottom of mind that the only time you remember is when they charge you again. And then hopefully you remember that time. So let me ask a kind of a slight pivot. Do you think companies aren't doing a good job if you don't remember them after a month or until you get charged? Because, you know, you have the companies that are consistent. Yeah. Let me just stop there and ask you. I mean, I think it's based on usability. Like, you know, like if I had a software company, let's just say like Opus, um, I would just tr like the metric would be like, of the people that sign up, like how many, how many people are actually using this software at least weekly or like every few days? Like how often are they logging in? Are they doing the downloads of the videos? Because you don't just want people signing up for a free trial and then like never using mm -hmm. you again. Yeah, that, that's actually a very important part in business is getting, you can have the best service ever. And if, if for whatever reason your users don't use your service or forget to use it, then that's a problem and you have to remind them. So I like, I actually like, that's by the way, a reason why I like getting emails from services or products I bought that I have forgotten just because I'm busy. And then I get an email with an update on, on something, a feature they added, or just some just a nudge. I really like that. And I think it's important for any of us who run businesses, whether they are service-based or whether they are products, is to have these um, touch points on a, on a scheduled basis so that people don't forget about you. See? Yeah, like but even with the coaching company, like, you know, like we... Mm -hmm. You know, we operate more of like less software, more coaching, but it's kind of the same. It's the people that apply the practices that are engaged that are the most successful. Mm -hmm. And if they don't apply the practices, then it's kind of like comparable to a software person that signed up for something and it's just sitting there. They're never going to get the results of the software. Yeah, see, and that's what I love about growth academy is the way it's designed is you have to be in touch with it every day there's like 80 percent in person and 20 percent consumption on demand but 80 percent is show up every day be in touch with it every day get your hands dirty every day and that actually well for for a coaching company from that perspective is in my opinion what gets people results and that's that's really good as oh, i don't share what? <laughs> she said, don't share our secrets. Oh, yeah, oh. she's joking. So, so but <laughs> I, 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 sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. I would say, so interestingly enough, it is the updates that drives me to, to just check out the app sometimes. Otherwise I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember these guys. I'm not. And then I just don't delete them just because I remember them. Of course, we operate differently. But I think, you know, what's important about that is that you send the updates, yes, to stay top of mind, but also to help them have better functionality. I mean, to understand the changes that are happening with these updates that are going mm -hmm. to help them better be able to use the tool. And I feel like that is definitely a good way to get deleted 
out of my system if there are if I don't even know there's updates, that's a problem. Because how yeah, would I like, know? I, I feel like the the companies that I get attached to the most, like even software, something like Opus, I feel like they they need to build community because mm-hmm. it's it takes it to the next level. When when you get an invite to like, hey, join the Discord. And you see all the other people that use this software like you, and then you see how they're using it. It like makes it sticky. So I also look at that. Cause like for me, if I get an update on when you release a feature, you know, like I get a lot of those. It's kind of like, eh, but like the community is really what keeps me in a software. And that's really reverse thinking. But for me, that at least. No, I I agree so much. I mean, I I actually think that in um uh, in customer retention and also in in marketing and and branding, the community building skills are going to be so terribly important moving forward because it's just going to get easier and easier to create a clean message i won't necessarily say an effective one but i i saw uh this andrea this morning we saw that um descript is working on an ai technology where they uh, you can read your your script and the AI will change your eye so that it looks like as if you are looking into the camera. You know, just an example that, Correct. you know, anyone who is uh, who uses AI and technology can have an OK presence. But then what makes the difference is and we spoke about that earlier today, anything you do live you know, where you need to really like what we're doing right now is, you know, we uh, the three of us here on stage have a certain knowledge in the field of business and we're doing this live. It's not planned. It's not scripted. And anyone in the audience is like, OK, you know, that's that's something else than a pre-recorded scripted thing. And then, of course, the building the community around your software product is or service is going to, I mean, everything Shanae said, essentially. It's very important. All right. Um, hmm. I want my barbecue tofu now. All right. Uh, that sounds like we're going towards the end. Uh, Charles, thank you for, for joining our little talk here. Um if you want to have the experience of being on stage and say uh, even just hello, you're more than welcome to do that. Raise your little virtual hand. Um, because, believe it or not, Charles, in a few weeks, you will be doing that yourself. I'm so happy you take me up on the offer. Okay, so... I am allowing you to speak and it's not bringing you up. Um, so this is not you, Charles. This is not it you. It would be Murphy's law that okay. Charles is not leave working. The, oh, did it work? Charles, leave the room and then come right back. Sometimes that resets the problem. All right. Looks like he's doing that right now. Okay, Charles, raise your hand again. 
Let's try this. No, it won't do it, Charles. I'm so sorry. If you are on your desktop, you can try a different browser. <laughs> if you're on your phone, yeah. uh, I don't know what to say. But next time, next time. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> okay. He's like, whew, that was easier said than no. <laughs> no, but uh, definitely um, extra points for the intention to do it. I think in your line of business, you know, health benefits, that is uh, what we spoke about. I don't know when you joined, but what we spoke about uh, earlier is very applicable too, is because there's a lot of uh, healthcare costs for insurance that people never need and use, or they are not happy with the, the benefits. And then they uh, just never change because the pain of changing is so high and nobody wants to go through all the paperwork and the censuses and all of that stuff. But you have a, tr a, a genuine solution to that. Oh, you're on stage. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't notice there was a box on the very top that said, hey, um, live wants to use your speaker, <laughs> allow or not allow. I didn't see that until the very end. But uh, here I am. I, I kind of got in late, Shankar. I, okay. I, was, I was late, had had kind of a late lunch appointment and only caught the last 10 minutes. But uh, it was good info. The last 10 minutes was great. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, you know, good for you to be on the stage and you seem to be comfortable with it. And as I said earlier, I believe something tells me in a few weeks you will have your own rooms and bringing people on stage and uh, having good conversations. Well, with your help, God willing, uh, that will come to fruition. Yeah, I have I have a lot of faith in that happening, Charles. <laughs> Great, thanks. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for the people here on stage, Andrea, Sinead, Charles. Thank you for the listeners. A lot of you have stuck around the entire time, which is really the greatest compliment we can get. Ahmed, MD, Allison, Sumon, and Rahul. Have a beautiful rest of your day wherever you are in the world and enjoy the weekend. And uh, we'll be back on um, on uh, probably Monday. You will see us, see and hear us again. Definitely follow Andrea. Uh, she is um, in an audio room every morning, 7 a.m. Central Time for some meditation and then follow Shanae for all things being visible online. Shanae and I actually are also hosting a challenge where we teach you how to be uh, more visible on LinkedIn and more comfortable with LinkedIn. That starts next week. So just go to my face or Shanae's face, click it and then go to the link in our bio so you can sign up for that and then connect with Charles if you are in the US and you are interested in talking to someone who really understands some interesting alternatives to uh, pro providing health benefits to uh, your team and yourself. All right. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much. And uh, bye. <laughs>